It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the inspired team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, the show that helps you every week take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard, your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with my business partners and fellow financial advisors, Kevin Corhorn and Joshua Gregory. Yeah, thanks for sharing your morning with us. Today we're going to focus on retirement planning and discussing what are the best ways to find out if you're on track to retire. Most people wonder if they're ahead or behind or right on track. So today we'll be giving you some ideas on how to determine whether you're on track and what you should do if you're off track. We'll be answering listener questions as well. And finally, we'll be sharing an important announcement from the IRS that came out this week about potential scams that you need to be on the lookout for. Yep, good stuff. Of course, we will be answering your questions, as Kevin mentioned, throughout the show today. If you have a question, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Go to wisemoneyradio.com, and you can listen to past episodes, submit a question there. We actually got a question this morning from a fan of the show. Thank you for that. Uh, You can also submit a question by giving us a call, 574-222-2000. And lastly, I would just point you back to the Facebook page as well, at Wise Money Radio on Facebook. You can leave a question that way. See goofy pictures of us if you want, or and all that. So, all right. So, here's a question for you Do you know how much money you need saved up in order to retire? Most people don't know that answer. And we're leading off the program today by answering that question from John in Edwardsburg. Here's what he says He's 54 years old. He says, I saw a commercial recently where it said I needed to know the amount of money I needed to save up in order to retire. How does someone calculate that number? My wife and I just had our youngest child graduate from college, congratulations, and is out on their own. So we're focusing in on retirement and want to start getting more serious about reaching this goal. What a great question, John. I I actually I had this exact same question from another John in Texas oh, earlier this week. Crazy. Incidentally, yeah. Uh, name is spelled differently, thankfully. Huh. But uh, John in Texas, he was laying out the same scenario as as you, John. Um, he, he was basically saying, hey, I, I have this tension. You know, we're at this point in life where our kids are officially off the payroll and uh, we're no longer supporting them in any way. And we actually have a little bit of extra money each month. And he, he then articulated this tension that he's feeling where he said, and we know we need to be doing more for retirement, this really important goal, but we want to have some fun. We feel like we haven't been having fun with our money and we, we want to do that instead. And thankfully, that doesn't seem to be the, uh, the tension that John in Edwardsburg is feeling, but it's certainly one that's common when people get to this empty nester stage in life, right? You've hit a, a huge transition point in your financial life, and you have a choice on whether or not you can kind of let loose and enjoy your finances more now, or do you get real dialed into the next goal that's coming up, which for most people is retirement. Yeah, that's reminiscent of our life transition series where we talked about the seven big transitions in life and this empty nester stage is critically important because a right. lot of people do just start partying or let their, let their focus 
go off of retirement when really they should focus in on retirement. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that John in Edwardsburg here is framing the question as how do I know how much I should be saving? What's my number is kind of a phrase that's thrown out there in the commercials and everything. But I, I think I would throw out just this caution that you need to be careful about just trying to know what size nest egg you need to accumulate and instead find the process that you should go through when you're building a financial plan. You need to have confidence in the process that you're arriving at the right conclusions and not just have some number that you're targeting in the future. And I know what, what commercials John's talking about. Have you guys seen those? I mean, these guys, they're, they're guys or gals are carrying around a big number, walking around yeah. with mm -hmm. it, smacking people in the head with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I love what Josh just said. It's so good. So Josh, you said, know the process, right? And, and have confidence in the process because that will give you confidence in the number. So when you have your big number that you're carrying around, you know, hey, I got here the right way and, and I can have clarity and confidence. That's what I should have. Yeah. I mean, the issue with focusing just on the number is it's only one and possibly the most, I don't know, proudful, prideful, right? Or, or something, figure of all of the variables that you need to consider when analyzing whether you're on track. And here's a, here's a quick, well, you're chomping at the bit, Kevin. Well, no, I, I would say that the problem with focusing on the number is the number really is an effect. Yes. Good point. Yeah. It's, it's not, it is not a cause. So if you, if, if you're going to focus on something, I would focus on what are the things that cause me to arrive at that number? Well, so here's the interesting thing. It, putting so much emphasis or importance on just that number, it's a, it's, it's a component. But if you put all of your eggs in that one basket, it, it really can lead you to some wrong conclusions. A very quick story. This was uh, probably a decade ago. I came, uh, I, I met with someone, Kevin and I met with him. He's an engineer, very smart. His brain could run circles around ours. Really, really smart guy. Uh, but he figured that all he needed was a million bucks. He had done all the analysis. My number is a million dollars. I can make it work. Here's the issue. And he had spreadsheets. I mean, it was pretty, I liked it, <laughs> you know, because I'm a nerd. Um, but he was like, hey, I, I've got a million bucks. Here's the problem. He was 54 years old. Uh. And he figured, yeah, a million bucks, that's my number. Well, I happen to reach it when I'm really young, so I'm good to go. And I'm retiring. And we're telling him, hey, pump the brakes. You know, your situation, you're right on track. But I don't... I don't know if you can make the plunge today, but he did. And three years later, he was back at work. Yikes. Yeah. Out, out of necessity or boredom or some combination? Actually, several things. Um, it was necessity, not boredom, certainly. Yeah. But there were several things. Number one, it wasn't a million dollars. Maybe if, it, it was a million if he retired at 65, but at 54, it needed to be a bigger number. Right. Plus... His whole deal was based on spending 60 grand a year. And the first three years, he and his wife spent an average of 88 grand a year. Mm. That changes things. Yeah. And then lastly, of course, we were, we had two great years in the market and then we had a big crash. And so it, it just, yeah. based on how much he was, con he was withdrawing plus the big drop. Yeah. That yeah. Plan didn't work. And we were up against a strong desire looking backwards, hey, this was the fund that performed so well on my 401k, so I want so much of this. And we said, nope, you need to be diversified. And there was a little bit of a wrestling match there too. That's right. So I referenced uh, a couple shows prior to this one that uh, the Wall Street Journal had a couple articles about the dangers of retirement calculators, the free online calculators that you can do, or I would even say the ones that you'll see on your 401k statement. 
And, uh, and and the author, actually, one of these articles said that she plugged her own information into one calculator. It said she needed to work until she was 80. She didn't like that. So she was totally freaked out, went to another calculator, and it said she'd already saved up too much money. Yeah. So people are looking for clarity and confidence in their financial life, especially in whether they're on track uh, to retire. And the, the big risk in making your financial decisions in a vacuum is that... Um, you could you could really get over focused on one area and miss it in another. Yeah, totally. So the these articles laid out several of the risks with using one of these online calculators, and we're going to highlight three of them before we really answer your question, John, and explain our process. Well, one of the first risks I think that they cite in the article is uh, kind of the vague or generic nature of the assumptions that are used to to come up with the number as as we keep referencing. And this is true of online calculators, or Mike, you referenced the the numbers that they'll or the projections that they'll sometimes print on your retirement statement. And I actually just had this conversation with my dad recently. He uh, he received his retirement plan statement from work, and he came to me, and he was real pumped up and excited. And um, he he said, "Hey, Josh, I got my 403b statement, and I was excited to see what kind of income they're showing that I'm going to have when I get out to retirement." And there was almost this tone of surprise in his voice, like, <laughs> hey, you're, you're taking care of me, Josh. Good job. And I, I wanted to tell him, I'm Dad, proud of you, son. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was one of those. Don't let me down. Or, or I'm relieved or, or something. And I wanted to tell him, Dad, you never have to question my commitment to keep you out of my basement when you're old someday. So uh, I, I will always bring my best for you. But um, I, I had to throw a little cold water on his, his outlook here because... You know, the, the, the assumptions that were being used in the projection of income, it was so vague. And I, I started asking him, well, how do they know how much you're going to keep on saving between now and retirement? How do they know what age you're going to be when you retire, how much you, you end up spending in retirement? These are all just generic assumptions, which make them not personalized and not helpful to you. Yeah. There's a few more risks that we need to cite before we actually answer your question, John, and talk about our approach to planning for retirement. So we've got those coming up as well as some of your questions and the special announcement from the IRS about scams, new scam alerts. So all that and more here coming up on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. In the MNC studio, my name is Mike Bernard. Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn are with me. Thanks to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show Today, we're talking about retirement, how you know if you're on track. We're actually answering a question from John. Just a real quick plug. If you have a question, go to wisemoneyradio.com or give us a call, 574-222-2000. So here's John's question. He saw a commercial recently where it said he needed to know the amount of money that he needed to save up in order to retire. So what's what's my number is basically um, what's the commercial. And so he says, how do I calculate that number? He and his wife uh, are now empty nesters, so they're really empty nesters. They are really focusing on retirement. So we're just talking about actually the risks of doing those free online calculators or focusing too much on what your number is. 
and we're, then we're going to share kind of our answer, our response. And Josh led off with one of the risks that's cited in some Wall Street Journal articles recently that a lot of those calculators are just very vague. I mean, most people don't want to spend a couple hours going through a calculator online. So they want to do very quick, simple inputs. And the quicker and more simple the inputs, the more assumptions that are being made and the less helpful that retirement calculator is. One of the other risks or assumptions is we have seen, and Wall Street Journal cited this as well, that these free calculators do a terrible job at assessing how much spending someone is going to have in retirement. So they don't, it's really inadequate as far as how much do you think you're going to spend? What's your lifestyle? One of the, um, one of the calculators that the Wall Street Journal article references is with Vanguard, a very well-known company, and their retirement planner just assumes that you're going to spend 4% of your total nest egg. So they just assume whether you've got a hundred grand saved up or two million saved up, well, you're just going to spend four percent of that. I, how, that's that's outrageous to me. How much you spend is one of the most critical inputs or factors in your retirement plan. I can't believe that they would make such a broad assumption. And so you got to be watchful of that. You could really, based on these assumptions, you can get a false sense of security that you're on track or. Get, really get a poor result. Well, especially since that assumption of 4% used to be a good rule of thumb that a lot of people could hang their hat on, but it is changing now because Absolutely. we've had such a long stretch of low interest rates. You can't depend upon 4% as a sustainable withdrawal rate from your retirement accounts anymore. That's right. Yeah. It sounds like Mike, one of the biggest risks is the asterisk. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, no, on a, yeah, on a serious note, um, Another meaningful risk while you're using online retirement calculators is how the calculator assumes your investments will perform oh, yeah. while you're retired. So a lot of calculators simply have a default investment return and they expect the retiree will experience that in retirement. But they don't really take into consideration their current investment approach, their risk tolerance, and how that will change in retirement. So when you're doing one of these calculators, you're getting the assumption that everyone is the same and the reality is everyone is different. So it also doesn't take into consideration the sequence of returns that are unique to each investor. And that's important. If you have some spare time today, you can Google sequence risk. And the good news is Google does a better job with sequence risk than they do with Clinton body count. <laughs> well, they also help you spell sequence there just in case. I think they'll... Do a little spell check. Not sequins. Oh, sequence. That makes much more sense. This is a finance show. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. But you know, the the uh, how much your investments are assumed to return is going to play a big factor in your retirement, and that's that's a good segue. I mean, so folks, you'd expect us to say to map out your retirement, you really need to be working with a financial planner. But we're citing. I mean, it, while you're googling about sequences. Uh, go ahead and Google the risk of these online calculators. There's a lot of risks out there with them. So let's let's turn the table here and start talking about our approach or, John, how we would advise you in helping you figure out whether you're on track for retirement. Well, you said our listeners would expect us to say work with a financial advisor, and so I think we need to say that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what we that, believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we believe that you should find a certified financial planner who can walk you through the process of building a game plan or a retirement forecast. Don't just do this online on your own. Their job should be to coach you through the trade-offs that you're going to face when you start planning for retirement. 
And, you know, John framed his question as what's my number or, you know, he kind of implied how big uh, of a retirement nest egg do I need to be targeting before I would know that I'm ready. But for other people, the question they want to solve for might be what age do I need to shoot for? Or there, there may be some other people who would say, how much can I afford to be spending? How much should I save on an ongoing basis? They're solving for a, a different story problem, right? It's because they framed it differently in their minds. And the, the, the point here is that our approach is always, and the, the approach that we encourage people to take is to look at the five different factors or the five different choices that you're going to encounter when you're building a retirement plan and make sure that the assumptions you're making fit for you individually and not some generic assumptions that someone else online has made. But the problem is you only get to choose the approach on a few of these five. That's right. You know, you get to choose one or two, maybe three of them before cause and effect starts to kick in and it begins to limit your flexibility in the other areas. So that's one of the reasons why we say focus on the process because the, the approach that you take, your take on um, these trade-offs is going to be different than everybody else. It needs to be unique to you. Absolutely. And I agree with everything you've said. So, so real quickly here, let's, let's talk about what those five factors are, just so you are aware of the different variables or components that go into figuring out whether you're on track to retire. Well, one of the first of the five decisions that you get to make about retirement is at what age are you going to retire? And for some people, this is the most important decision that they want to have maximum control over. That's right. right? I, I need to be done at this time. Exactly. I've got to be done. Yep. They, maybe you hate your job or you're afraid your job's going away. Maybe health is causing you to need to be done. But for whatever reason, you say, I have to limit how much more I can work. And so age is, is the defining factor. And I'm willing to live with the trade-offs that come with that. If, if I have to live a little bit tighter in retirement, you know, spending less or take a little bit more risk with my investments to get more growth, whatever, but age is the thing that I want to control. You just know that you have a different outlook for your retirement than someone who says I'm willing to work longer and maybe would be able to afford a more comfortable retirement because of extra preparation, more time to get ready. That's right. So the first factor is age. At what age do you want to retire? But it's also looking at your life expectancy. The second factor is spending. How much do you want to spend? How much can you afford to spend? And, uh, you know, so this begs the question, will you have a mortgage in retirement? That will influence your spending. What will healthcare cost for health insurance and overall care? Uh, do you have a plan for handling long-term care spending as well? And then what about the impact of inflation? Some people really hold tightly onto this one. Hey, listen, it costs five grand a month for me to live, or I've got to have that vacation house. Well, that's going to influence at what age you can retire or how much risk or how much you need to have saved up. So, but spending, you've got to have a very serious and detailed look at, well, what's it take? Yeah. And that's why a few years out from retirement, it's, it's great to get very goal oriented. Yeah. Say, Hey, if I can get rid of this, that, or this, that, or this, that, or change this factor, uh, how does that impact my spending? But the third factor is income and really what there are a number of questions as it relates to income. What are the sources of income that I'll have in retirement? What's the certainty of them? If I'm supposed to get a pension at some point in time, will the company close that down, shut down the pension and make me take a lump sum? Good point. And can my income increase if I'm willing to work longer? 
And this past weekend, I was up in Manistee, Michigan with a bunch of my Army buddies. We had a 30-year reunion. And one of the jokes uh, going around for the weekend was who had pensions and how many pensions did they have? So my buddy Ron in Minnesota has four pensions. He has three of them, and his wife has one. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy Keith in Tennessee has a pension. His wife is also a police officer, so she has a pension. Jimmy Lloyd in Illinois, he's got a pension and needs to be retired by 50. Uh-huh. And, so, and so it's interesting as you look at these various sources of income, and, and right now about 11% of the population has uh, a pension. So that disproportionately, uh, there are more pensions represented at the reunion than... What, what proportion of the guys were using reading glasses, by the way? Uh, I'm going with all of them. I, I consider myself an average guy, and uh, at 48, I'm using reading glasses so I can see. Uh, that way I don't have to have Casey on the other side of the room uh, hold anything up for me to read. <laughs> hey, you look great. You look great. Folks, we're Very figuring, we're, we're talking about what you need to know in order to be on track for retirement. We have gone through the first three factors that we consider, uh, factors four and five coming up, as well as answering your questions here on Wise Money with 401 Financial Group, Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on 95.3 MNC. My name's Mike. I'm here with Josh and Kevin. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. Speaking of today's program, this is our 50th episode. You know, we don't look that old. <laughs> but uh, it's been fun. Actually, next week, we've got our anniversary show. We're going to be recapping all the big highlights from the first year. And uh, we've got some really good stuff that's coming on the air. And then a lot of stuff that's happened in between shows that kind of relates to the program. We are excited about bringing that to the program next week. So stay tuned. Today, we're talking about retirement. And we're about to transition to listener questions and so on. But we're answering John's question right now about, all right, what, how do I know what my number is? How do I know whether I'm on track to retire? And we were just talking about our approach, which is really getting detailed and building a plan that focuses on the five factors and then understanding the trade-offs between those and, and so on. So we left off on factor four. The first one was age. Second one was spending. Third was income. And now the fourth, Josh. Yeah, the fourth uh, is saving. So this is one of the the assumptions that goes into determining are you ready or on pace for your retirement goal. And, you know, we're always telling people that when you get to retirement, budgeting becomes really, really important, right? I mean, the the, the margin for error or the ability to bounce back from unexpected expenses and things like that, it, it goes down as you get into retirement. And so being able to have control over or manage your, your spending in retirement is really, really important. But it's even more important during your working years because budgeting is what frees up dollars that you can be squirreling away for this huge retirement goal. It's it's deciding between am I going to live off of it today and enjoy it now or am I going to allow these dollars to be deferred out into the future and make my retirement more comfortable or more confident, more stable? And the right answer there, of course, is balance. 
but but awareness with your balance. You can't you you've got to make that trade off that decision fully aware of what it means for your future and what it means for right now. Well, and this is why though a retirement plan needs to flow out of a comprehensive financial plan. You can't just make these decisions in a vacuum and say, oh, well, we're just going to save $500 a month. Well, where's that $500 going to come from? And how dependable will it be year in and year out? Can you keep on accumulating the right amount for this goal? And, you know, a retirement calculator online can't do that for you. Right. That's why we believe in a comprehensive approach. A lot of the automatic ones just assume that you're saving a certain percentage and that that percentage will increase over the years because you're going to get paid more and so on, which, gosh, watch out for that. That is a big that's a it's uh, a very big assumption, right? And very dangerous. The last factor that we that that we would want we review with our clients, we'd want you to review, is your risk tolerance. So Kevin mentioned one of the dangers with these free online calculators is they just assume that your investments are going to grow at a certain rate of return forever. Well, that really has no bearing on what your risk comfort level is. So here's an example. I met with someone this week who they've just been very skittish about how the market's been moving over the past couple of years. And, and despite my concerns and cautions with what it will do to their retirement plan, they have shifted everything or almost everything, about 80% into very, very low risk investments. Well, I think we'd all agree that still assuming that their retirement plan, that their investments are going to earn six, six to 8% is now out of the question because they've capped their investment return potential now because they're on so low risk. And so you've got to understand that trade-off. We would tell folks, you know, be, be very cautious of that before making short-term knee-jerk moves with, the, uh, with how much risk you're taking in your investments. But you certainly need to know what the impact is going to be on your long-term retirement plan. Yeah, and an online calculator is going to have a difficult time talking you through what does that look like if, if you say, hey, now that I'm retired, I really don't want to take any risk or very, very little risk? And, and the, the online calculator isn't going to look you in the eye and say, hey, low risk equals low income equals low expectations for return. And so you may not be able to hit everything on your bucket list in retirement if you need to be low risk. And some people are very happy with that trade-off. I mean, and we've, we've had those discussions and say, well... In order to have more peace of mind with your investments, you've got to work a couple extra years or you, you thought you were going to spend five grand a month. Can you only spend four? And some people say, you know, what? it's worth it to me. Yeah, I'll only spend four. I'll work two more years because I just don't want to stay up at night thinking about the stock market. Well, making that decision out of knowledge, out of awareness is very, very powerful as opposed to just trusting uh, an online calculator that really is not custom fit to your situation. That's right. And something Kevin said, I think, needs to not be lost in the shuffle there. You, you made the point that some of your assumptions can change as time goes on. Yep. And that's why you know, we refer to this as the financial planning process and not the financial planning event. This is something that will evolve. It will change as your priorities change over time. And that's one of the reasons why you know, we're, we're always talking about what should your next step be. Right? What are the action items that you should be moving towards out of this discussion this morning? And Hopefully, we've emphasized to you that relying on an online calculator is not the way to go, but instead to seek out the help of a professional who can be your guide. And maybe one of the most important things that they're going to guide you on are the conversations between you and your spouse to make sure that you're both comfortable with the trade-offs that you're setting yourselves up to make when you're approaching this retirement goal. Make sure that this goal is not one that you delegate to one spouse who's just going to kind of work it all out. 
this needs to be something that you approach together. I love it. It's a process. That is the right expectation. It's a, it's a process. It's not a quick fix or a quick analysis. All right. Uh, if you have questions on that, you find yourself struggling with your retirement plan, reach out to us. Go to wisemoneyradio.com. Send us a question or, uh, you know, we're happy to help you in, in, in any way. Um, all right, let's shift gears. We've got a few more questions we want to hit here from fans of the show, but we also need to hit a new, um, well, public service announcement, really, that came out from the IRS earlier this week because, as you guys know, there is a lot of scammers out there trying to swindle and um, come up with some uh, explanation or excuse to have you give them some money. Right. And a lot of this circles around the IRS. So, so Josh, what's the, what do people need to know? Well, this is a new one to me. Uh, one of our CPAs on our team, uh, Scott Anson, sent around this, this warning or this announcement from the IRS saying that there are folks out there who are using a back to school scam, which again, I, I never heard before, but they're basically con artists that are making calls to people and demanding that you pay a fake tax that they're calling the federal student tax. Oh, you got to be kidding. Right. So uh, they're, they're basically saying, hey, you've got to pay this immediately by a wire transfer or a debit card or something like that. And if you don't, we're going to get the police or law enforcement involved. Act right now. And, you know, they, they get pretty forceful uh, on these conversations. But th these types of IRS impersonations happen throughout the year. But this is just one of those times of an opportunity. They happen during tax season quite often. But the, the principles that you need to remember are that the IRS are never going to call and demand an immediate payment from you, especially not over the phone or by some specific method. They're also never going to threaten to arrest you, um, you know, or get uh, law enforcement involved immediately. They also won't demand um, payment without giving you a chance to question it or appeal it. Yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind is that they'll never ask for credit card or debit card information over the phone. If you, if you start, you know, sensing, you know, maybe down the road, it's not a back to school scam, it's some other scam, but it's not, it, it's violating one of those types of principles. Uh, just be aware. It's probably not the IRS. Yeah. We've had one of our, so, so Scott Anson, one of our CPAs sent this notice around to our office. We're sharing it with clients and wanted to share it with you. But Ryan Fair, one of our other CPAs, he's been on the program a few times before, and we've talked about this. Other right. fans of the show have sent in questions about this and one of the things he said stood out to me, I appreciate you saying those principles, Josh, but he said, the IRS will never make first contact with you by phone or by email. They're going to send you a letter, snail mail, and you will, so, so that's going to be your first evidence, your first clue that, hey, something's gone backwards here. And the second thing was, if you, if, if you're backwards in your taxes, you're going to know about it. It's not going to come as a surprise. You will have gotten several notices and so on. So just the thought that someone's calling saying, hey, you've missed something. Yeah, I, I, you know, you should be suspicious of that. So, okay, folks, we've got several more questions coming up. And uh, we're going to be hitting one from Denise in just a moment. Her question really lines up with the big topic we've been talking about today, which is retirement. She is a school teacher in Elkhart and has a question about pensions. I'm assuming we're going to be taking a full show and talking about that because we love serving educators and teachers. They've got a very unique financial situation as it pertains to retirement. And we're going to be tackling that question here in just a moment. If you have a question for the show, go to wisemoneyradio.com. We've got more coming up here. Wise Money with Corwin Financial Group, 95.3 MNC.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name's Mike. I've got Kevin and Josh in the studio with me. If you've missed anything so far, go to wisemoneyradio.com. You can listen to all the previous episodes. You know what? While you're there, you know what? Just go and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Do that, too. So we've got a lot of faithful subscribers, which is awesome. If you have any questions, uh, you can submit a question right there at Wise Money Radio or give us a call, 574-222-2000. We are hitting listener questions right now, and we've got one coming up from Denise. But I'll tell you, in just a few moments, we're going to be taking a pretty controversial one uh, about what another financial radio talk show host says. He's got a southern accent. I'm not going to try and mimic it but all right so denise's question here we go i am 62 and i'm from elkhart been a teacher in elkhart schools for a total of 25 years and i'm beginning to think about retiring well yeah because school just started just kidding (laughs) Uh, what can you tell me about my retirement benefit and pension and how that all works all right very good question denise we will probably be committing an entire show to this very issue we love serving teachers My mom was a teacher in the same classroom for 36 years. Thanks for your service. My brother's a teacher. His wife's a teacher. I thought about going and teaching. We love serving teachers. Um, And part of the reason why we love it is we love the complex financial situations. Those don't scare us at all. The messier it is, we love it. And so we get a lot of teachers coming to us saying, hey, my situation's somewhat almost ununderstandable. Can you help me figure it out? And so just here's the Reader's Digest version. So whether you're a teacher in Indiana or you are a public service worker, work at the county city building, or an aide in the school, your pension or retirement benefit through the school is actually two parts. And, and most people don't know this. Right, they don't get this. Right, so, so one side is the annuity savings account. That's the quarterly statement that you get where it looks like money is invested and it's growing for you. The school is contributing at 3% of your salary into that. You could contribute more if you wanted to, and you've got five investment options to choose from there. The second component is you've got a pension. These are two different things. Your annuity savings account is different than your pension. Your pension is calculated based on a certain, well, percentage plus years of service plus your final average compensation. And so number one is you got to know that those are two separate things. You only get a statement on the annuity savings account. Most people, when they get that statement, they think, oh, that's my pension. No, it's not. Two different things. So when it comes to figuring out your pension, you first need to understand whether you're eligible or not. So Denise, you are, but some of you listening in a similar situation, you may not be eligible. So there's three different ways to be eligible. And the first is, well, if you're, if you're 65 years old and have 10 years of service, then you're eligible to draw your pension. If you're 60, but you have 15 years of service, then you're eligible. And sounds like, Denise, that's where you fall. And then finally, there's the rule of 85, which is your age plus your years of service. If that equals 85, then you're eligible to draw your pension. Um, Second, then, is if you are eligible, you need to get a pension estimate. And you'll want to do that formally. We can help you come up with a guess because of that calculation. We know that that formula. But you're actually going to want to go online, get a formal estimate of what your pension is. Lastly, that same estimate is going to list your options for drawing your pension. Whether you take it just on your life only, 
so that if something happens to you, there's no money that goes to your kids or your spouse, or whether you do want to draw a lesser amount and it lasts for your entire life or your spouse's life as well if you predecease them. The issue though is that's a smaller monthly amount and you're locked in at that lower amount even if your spouse passes away before you. So you're paying for some protection that if you pass away early, your spouse gets it. Well, what if your spouse passes away quick? And that's why this decision on how do you draw your pension is such a huge one, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're making really kind of a, a lifetime commitment for the rest of your retirement. And it's one of the reasons why this needs to be on your radar screen long before you get to the edge of retirement and you're being asked to make these decisions, filling out forms and announcing your retirement. And uh, the, the thing to keep in mind also is that maybe you're in another profession and you have a pension as well. It's a rare thing these days and becoming more and more rare, but you need to understand how your pension works and at what point are you vested in it that, um, you know, even if you were to leave that employer someday, will you still be able to draw an income on that? So that's exactly right. So the last step for you, Denise, or really anyone in a similar situation is I would definitely recommend you need to work with a financial planner. Do this early. This isn't something to start figuring out right before you're done. You got to figure this out early, but you need to talk with your financial advisor about should you combine your annuity savings account with your pension? How should you take it? Should you do something called a pension maximization? All of that. Yeah, I, I would say, Denise, in times of uncertainty, seek wisdom. So if it, your decision is going to be based on the pool of knowledge that you have or maybe your coworker has, and I would encourage you to go find someone who can help you that's done this dozens of times and is familiar with how this works. Because at your retirement, Denise, you're going to make some of the, the biggest financial decisions of your entire life, and they're irrevocable. So you make the decision, and that's your decision that you live with for the rest of your life. But the Great. fact that you reference coworkers as often the place where people go, uh, folks go for wisdom, that's a dangerous thing because those coworkers have a different gig, right? I mean, they have different assumptions, different plan for their retirement. What was the right decision for them might not be the right one for you. Great. And great question, Denise. We're going to be talking more about teachers and pensions and all of that here on an upcoming show. But okay, next question comes from Don in Osceola. He's 66. Here's the controversy. I'm a periodic Dave Ramsey listener, although I listen to Wise Money every single week. Thank you, Don. Um, okay. <laughs> and it seems like every time I hear his show, he's claiming that I should be earning 12% on my investments. The problem is, I don't know what types of investments he's talking about. Can you offer some clues on how I get this kind of interest on my account? Because I'm not getting anything close to that right now. If I need to schedule a meeting, that's fine too. Thank you. Wow, that, that question does bait us into a little controversy, doesn't it? It's, yeah. So, so we need to have a disclaimer here because, you know, when it comes to Dave Ramsey, we are fans of Dave Ramsey and yep. um, believers in most of what he preaches on the radio. It hopefully resonates with our listeners as well. And, and we even have Dave Ramsey endorsed local providers that are part of our, our firm, professionals on our team. But that doesn't mean that we line up perfectly in every single way or... Um, necessarily agree with everything that he says all the time. And this is probably the number one example in my mind. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it, it frustrates me actually. In fact, uh, it's bothered me for years and I had an opportunity when my wife and I were down in Dave Ramsey's office going through some certified counselor training and everything with his staff. And I met him and I, 
I, I chickened out at the opportunity <laughs> oh, to call him out. Gonna, I thought you were going to call him out and have this great no, story for us. I just posed for a picture instead. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. But if I if I could do it over again, maybe uh, I would get up the guts to to say, you know, why why do you quote twelve percent as your number all the time? Because he's setting expectations really at a high high level, and it's giving a lot of people either a false hope or uh, some, well, unwarranted frustration. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, were, good point. If you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I love Dave Ramsey because he does have a powerful voice. He is very motivating, and we've met lots of folks that he has motivated to take action. So Absolutely. That's, and so if you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, you'd say, well, he's he's setting false expectations in order to get people to take action. Sure. And um, we're well, not... And he's basically said that before, right? Right. That if... If I can get you to accumulate, you know, $250 a month into a Roth IRA and at 12% it grows to this massive dollar amount, that is much more inspiring and more motivating than, well, it's going to grow to this adequate dollar amount, right? Yeah, but the thing is, Dave has never sat across, maybe he has, but as far as I know, he's never sat across from the table, the table from someone who walks in and puts their investment statements down and says, hey, I worked with an endorsed local provider. These are the investments that we've had for the last eight years. And have they done what we should expect them to do? Right. He's never done that. And I said, what would you expect them to do? And they said, well, 12 or th- they said 12 or 13%. So when I looked at that, I said, you know what? You guys have done about 3% because of the way they were invested, et cetera, et cetera. And they were very shocked and disappointed. And I said, well, look, international stocks have done about 2% per year for the last 10 years. You've got a good chunk of international stocks in there. You shouldn't be terribly disappointed with some of these results. So part of it is helping to get a context and help people with their expectations. That's right. And so in our opinion, setting your expectation at 12% so this is high, is high, especially based on how you invest and your risk tolerance. Um, but I'm assuming that's not the last time that we're going to answer that question. <laughs> so thanks for that question, Tom. If you missed anything, go to wisemoneyradio.com. Check out the podcast on iTunes. Or if you have a question, give us a call, 574-222-222-2000. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, the rest of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, 95.3 MNC. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.